0: and salutations homies welcome to talking points i would say happy monday but it's not i was going to talk about some of the football from over the weekend but all of that takes a backseat to what happened in israel in case you were living under a rock israel was brutally attacked by hamas who's described as a palestinian sunni islamic fundamentalist militant and nationalist organization but make no mistake they are terrorists, and what they carried out was a terrorist attack. Young adults were killed at a music festival, but uh, when these savages paraglided in and uh, drove in and mowed down 260 people, they shot people in the back as they ran away, they raped women, they threw them in cars and drove away to do who knows what with them. There are Hundreds of hostages so far, 900 plus have been killed and 2,100 plus injured. 11 Americans have been killed and who knows how many have been taken hostage. Now, bear in mind, those numbers will probably have increased by the time this airs. There are videos you can see and you should watch them. Videos of families and children being murdered. One woman had white pants on with blood soaking through between her legs. Who knows what happened to her? I'm sorry if that's a sick visual for you. And you can decide not to watch these videos if it's uncomfortable to you. But if you bury your head in the sand because it depresses you or makes you feel bad, that doesn't mean it's not happening. That doesn't mean there isn't evil in the world. When I'm talking about these videos, I'm talking about people being burned, just the most horrific torture you can think of. More Jews were killed in any single day since the end of the Holocaust. In response, Israel declared war for the first time since 1973. And I, I do want to look at this more from a prophetic angle and uh, than through the political lens, because there are plenty of podcasts doing that, but I would like to touch on the geopolitical part of it and, I know there are many layers to it. This government has bent over backward to accommodate Iran, and I might add, the Obama administration did too. Despite the gaslighting from the Secretary of State, Iran fully backs Hamas, and likely funded it with money unfrozen by our government, according to many, including former Secretary of State and CIA Director Mike Pompeo. But he's not the only one. You can argue that all the weapons and tanks left behind after the disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal was a, were also a big factor. And the attacks happened in the wee hours of the morning Eastern time, but according to POTUS himself, the president slept until 7.30 before he started making calls. He put out a statement on Saturday, but while all this horror was going on, the White House decided to have a barbecue for staff. Music Blaring a good time had by all, apparently. This was for like non-political staff. Today was a federal holiday, so I guess it's not important enough for people to work on this. No speech from the president, as he called it, a day before noon. Now, they did post a picture of him supposedly working on some things in his office. I guess they had to put it out there that he was actually working. So... After slaughtering all these innocent people, Hamas said they would be open to a truce. That's like me punching you in the face and saying, okay, okay, truce, so you won't hit me back. As you might expect, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said, nope, that's not happening. He said they have no choice but to respond, and I agree. He said we need to restore deterrence. You know who else called for a ceasefire? That's right, the members of the congressional squad. AOC called for an immediate ceasefire and de-escalation. Ilhan Omar of Minnesota, one of the biggest anti-Semites in Congress, did condemn the attacks against children, women, the elderly, and the unarmed people, though not condemning an actual attack against the country of Israel. How about Congresswoman Cori Bush of Missouri? You know, the police defunding, race-baiting, radical anti-Semite. She put out a statement which in part urged the U.S. government to end support for, quote, Israeli military occupation and apartheid, end quote. How about no, Fulio? There was a Palestinian protest rally in New York City which blamed Israel for the attack. It was organized by the Democratic Socialists of America, a group that boasts six members of the U.S. House of Representatives, including members of the squad. took place in Times Square and then ended up close to the Israeli consulate. If you support this attack on innocent people, and again, I urge you to watch the videos, then you're you're not human. It is Israel, so there's an obvious prophetic perspective that we need to examine. It's still early, but how will the involvement of other nations, such as Lebanon, Jordan, Iran, Russia, the United States, as well as the United Nations, impact the prophetic picture? I saw somewhere Nostradamus supposedly predicted a great war in 2023, but I'll stick to the scriptures today. The Bible tells us in the end times that Israel would be scattered and regathered and they lost 6 million people to the Holocaust and then regathered when they became a nation in 1948. But after it was regathered, the Lord said Israel would come under attack. Specifically, in Ezekiel 37 and 38, the Bible speaks of the regathering of Israel, and then it speaks of a large force from her north attacking her. That force is identified as Magog. Who is Magog? No one can say for sure. But many Bible scholars think it is modern day Russia. I think you can make a pretty good case for that. Russia is to the north of Israel. Why would Russia ever want to invade Israel? Well, there's another thing the Bible says about Magog, if she is indeed Russia, and that one of her allies that will march with her is Persia. Persia? is the ancient name for what we now know as Iran. So the Bible predicted hundreds of years ago that this large force from the north of Israel would attack her after she was regathered. And one of the allies that would attack Israel with Russia, or Magog, would be Iran, or Persia. In the past 2,500 years, Russia has never formed a military alliance with Persia But with Iran, they have recently developed a special connection. Russia has signed billion-dollar deals to sell missiles to Iran, and the Iranians have helped the Russians, providing them with drones, weaponized drones to use in the Ukraine war. Will all this prophecy play out? Maybe, maybe not. I know Russia has their own war going on, but if you ever see an alert on your phone that Russia attacked Israel, you can... Bet you are seeing Bible prophecy fulfilled. Jesus said one of the signs of his coming would include wars and rumors of wars. Matthew 24, 6 says you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Common sense people predicted bad things would happen when the U.S. government included the $6 billion in the trade of prisoners, and they were right. It's hard to tell if the powers that be are deliberately trying to initiate all the chaos we've seen in the world, or if they are just that incompetent. But Isaiah 9:16 says, "Those who guide this people mislead them, and those who are guided are led astray." Let's talk about Second Timothy three: 1 through4. Now does this sound like a, a time we're in right now? It says, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, treacherous, twee, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure, and lovers of God. Ooh, boy! Does that sound like a microcosm of our current times? Second Timothy three twelve and thirteen says, "Everyone who wants to live a godly life in Jesus will be persecuted, while evildoers and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived." In the United States and Israel and the other English-speaking nations of the world, are under attack from within by their own evil leaders nations like ours who once advocated the individual rights of their citizens the rule of law has been replaced by mandates orders and a thirst for power and control so what can we do wars and rumors of war are only a buildup of the great tribulation that is to come and it's going to encompass the entire world in Luke 21 36 Jesus cautioned his disciples To be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen. That you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. What else can we do? Well, we can pray for the peace of Jerusalem, as Psalm 122.6 instructs us. We want to pray that they can achieve some kind of peace. We want to pray that this horrendous, evil, demonic terrorism stops. We pray for the safe release of hostages and we want to pray that God places his hand of protection on the nation of Israel during this unprecedented war. And we know he will. I know. I know it's kind of heavy. It's kind of depressing. But it's important. Just know that God is in control and God is on the throne. And God will protect Israel. On a lighter note, I know I blew my upset pick of the week. I really thought Kentucky had a chance to beat Georgia, but they lost 51-13. to Ouch. My lock won, however, with the Dolphins beating the Giants. Unfortunately, the Fresno State Bulldogs saw their 14-game winning streak come to an end at Wyoming. I told you that team was tough. I told you last week. Fresno committed uncharacteristic penalties and the Wyoming Cowboys just had a better team Saturday night. Speaking of Cowboys, my Santa Clara 49ers had little trouble with Dallas in a 42-10 victory. Well, let's call it a shellacking. There are so many offensive weapons on this team. Purdy, McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, uh, Jusik, the fullback, I never say his name right, and a Physical offensive line. But the defense is just as good. Punishing. Nasty. It's fun to watch. I think uh, along with the Eagles, you'd have to say they're the favorites to come out of the NFC. Also, when are Cowboy fans going to get tired of Dak Prescott? He seems like a great guy. But he's not a great quarterback. And I would also think fans' patience with Mike McCarthy's coaching Is about to run out as well. That's going to be interesting to watch in the big day. Thanks for listening today. This podcast is available on Apple and Spotify. Please hit that follow button and please share. I'd really appreciate it. Keep on keeping on and remember to be kind to one another. God bless.